Today is Chofches Nisin Tovshin Pei Gimel. Like everybody knows that it's Lamed Bei Shona, 32 years since the Rebbe created a paradigm shift in our own Avoida to bring Moshiach. That instead of it being that the Rebbe is going to bring Moshiach and we will ca- hold on to his coattails. And we will um, watch him do it, cheer him on. Now it's our job to bring Moshiach. And the Rebbe is going to inspire us, but the job is ours. Lamed Beishona is Lev, which is a very appropriate Indian. Vacha yiten aliboy. Those of us which are here today should take to our heart and try to awaken in ourselves the proper mindset, the proper emotions, the proper perspective in this Indian. It is not a small thing. We are talking about a dramatic change. A change which is mechaiv, which makes us responsible. That at this point, the question of when a person looks at the window and says, when is Mashiach coming? Rebbe, when is Mashiach coming? At this point, instead of looking at the window, <coughs> every person must look at the mirror. Because it's our job. Imagine somebody has a job to bring in the Svarim from the outside to inside. And there are boxes of Svarim outside. And he looks around and he screams at everybody, Oi! So when are the Svarim going to be brought back in? When are the Svarim going to be brought back in? The answer is, well, it's your job, so go ahead and bring it back in. Who are you screaming out to? Who are you making announcements to? Go ahead and do it. You have the job. That's your responsibility. The question, Ad Masai, where's Mashiach? When's it going to happen? We don't even realize what we are asking. That's part of the complaint that we're saying Ad We're saying Ad because we were told to and not even understanding what we are saying. Ad the very question Ad asking the Abishter, asking the outside of where's Moshiach, as opposed to asking ourselves where's Moshiach, that's what Chav Nissen is all about. It's time to really reflect on whose responsibility it is. I was once watching an interview where they were interviewing three Lubavitcher Hasidim. Three different people with three different Ashkafais. And they were asking them, so tell me, why didn't the Rebbe appoint a successor, someone to lead the Lubavitch movement? And the first person said, what do you mean? He's alive. What do you mean? Successor. Living people don't appoint successors. The other person took a different approach. He said, well, he wrote everything we needed to know. It's all in his writings. It's all in his teachings. It's all in his, you know, different directives that he gave. So he pretty much has laid everything out. So therefore, we are okay with a spiritual, you know, Led Rebbe. And the third person shocked the audience. And the third person said, and everything has to be taken with the right perspective. Don't let's not get caught up on the vart. The person said, What do you mean? He did. I don't understand what you're saying. 
He did. And the other two Hasidim said he did. Like, that was like a shock. What do you mean? He did. He says, yeah, he appointed me. He appointed you. And he appointed you. He gave us the job to bring Moshiach. We are the ones. We are not supposed to be looking for new leaders. We became the leaders that the Rebbe gave. Now, obviously, we have a Rebbe. A Lebedeke Rebbe. But the idea that no longer can we be looking to our leaders, looking for someone else to take the job to bring Moshiach, the job that the Rebbe gave each and every one of us, that is 100% true. And that really is what Chavches Nisin is all about. It's not a once a year Moshiach Rosh Hashanah wake up day where we speak about this lofty idea of bringing Moshiach and go back to sleep until next year. But it's a day that we have to reawaken in ourselves and remind ourselves of the job which is ours. And the failing, on the other hand, which is ours, if Chas V'Sholem, it's another year and Moshiach didn't come. But I want to take a few moments to address something that many people ask, but they don't always have the right oisios, the right words to explain. And that is, let me give you a tip about public speaking. Because it's important, you should know how to speak. In public speaking, sometimes the speaker will make a dramatic statement. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that dramatic statement is always fully true. It's done to bring a certain reaction from the crowd. Like people, they like spacing out, and all of a sudden they hear, did I just hear that? It's like wakes them up. So you make these dramatic statements, which are just to get people's attention, just to get them worked up, and sometimes it's just to share a perspective. But you're going to ask the speaker later, did you actually believe that dramatic thing? No, I'm just saying it just to, to get the crowd to pay attention. The Rebbe is 100% Emes. The Rebbe is not a polished public speaker who's looking to get our attention. And therefore, if the Rebbe makes a very strong statement, it's because that statement is 100% true. Not because he wants to get a desired effect, a dramatic, you know, a dramatic effect. The Rebbe makes a statement. A statement which when the Rebbe came to his room, Rabbi Groner asked the Rebbe, how can you make this statement? And the Rebbe said that everyone has to bring Moshiach, because everything that I did until now is lehevel vilorik. Translated literally is worthless. Now we do know, in all honesty, that when the Rebbe edited the Sikha, the Rebbe had Rachmanes on us and changed the Lashin to loy hoil. It didn't help yet. It didn't work completely. But we, that's like Rachmanes on us. But the truth is that the Rebbe said, that everything I did is lehevel vilorik. We're talking about somebody that at that time was the greatest world leader that ever lived. Hundreds of Bate Chabad, thousands of Yidin doing Torah mitzvahs. We're talking about someone that at that time people were speaking and saying, this person maybe could be Moshiach. This was the secular world talking. 
Now, if they can even just have that discussion about you, you're already in good shape, right? It doesn't, you know, like someone said, I heard this Gavaldika story from <coughs> Rabbi Yitzchok Wolf from Chicago. He had a balabas that he would get money from, and this is Nunalef, Nunbeis, and one of the Natlabavich people were trying to cool this person off from giving money to Lubavitch, and they said, well, you know, Lubavitch, they're saying that the Rebbe is Moshiach. So the person called up Rabbi Wolf, and he said, is it true? Is this what they're saying? He wasn't sure what the person would say. He said, yeah, that's what Chassidim are saying. The person thought a minute, and he said, well, that's amazing that they're even say that he can even be entertained as an idea that he can be the world's long-awaited Messiah is a tremendous compliment. On, on me and you, they don't, have, they don't say these things. It was like a big, big chidush, and it was a positive thing. So what does it mean, lehevel velorik? The Rebbe is saying that everything I did, we're talking about all the Chabad houses, all the wonderful things, is lehevel velorik. So possibly, you can understand this Indian to Moshe I've said in the past, I want to say it again. Imagine you have a father and a son that they are separated across an ocean. Two sides of the ocean. And the son really, really wants to see his father. The son is very, very wealthy. Very wealthy. So he wants to build the bridge that's going to connect his home, his part of the world, to his father's part of the world. And he hires the greatest architects, the greatest builders. But they don't just start building a bridge. They start building a beautiful bridge made out of the most expensive and most shiny material. And people are coming from all over the world just to take pictures and pose next to this bridge that's being built. Unfortunately for both of them, in the middle of the project, either the son lost his money, or for whatever reason, the bridge had to stop. So now what you have is the equivalent of a bridge to nowhere. But it's such a beautiful sight, it gets the name of one of the ten most wonders of the world. Thousands and thousands of people are inspired even by this half-bridge they just go halfway, they made it, you can walk on it, and you can see the ocean, and you're pushing. Anyone that goes on that bridge finds inner peace, and it's gewaldic. This Walking on this bridge has changed the life of millions and millions of people. It's the front cover of thousands of publications, the most beautiful, beautiful buildings in the world. When you're going to ask the son, when he goes home at night, and you ask him, so what do you think of the bridge that you built? He will tell you it's Lehevel Velorik. Even if so many people were inspired. Because in his mind, the bridge was to get to the other side to be reunited with his father. Until that happens, until that occurs, don't start selling me short on beautiful pictures of the bridge. Because the, the bridge is a step towards a goal which is Negea Benafshoi. It's connected to his entire Neshama. He can't wait for that reunion. The Rebbe, think about this. The Rebbe testified, wrote upon himself something that's unheard of in the history of Klal Yisro. 
And that is, Since I'm going to Cheder and even before. So a two-year-old kid, in my mind, that seer, the, the image of Mashiach already was starting to take form. I mean, most kids, they don't know what they're thinking. They're not thinking. The Rebbe, before going to Cheder, is already envisioning a world of Mashiach. It's not a passion that started, like some people say, later in life, the Rebbe started getting passionate about Mashiach. This is born. The Neshama, the baby was already dreaming this. It means it came from his Neshama, because how else does a two-year-old start having these visions? And from then on, everything the Rebbe does is a lead-up to that goal. That's it. Everything, the entire thing. Learning Torah, because Mashiach, so Isaac, but Torah, that's what Mashiach has to do when he has to marry the Fetic Rebbe's daughter and he has to take the Nesiyas, Estashtan Shluchim. Everything that the Rebbe does is all building this bridge to Geula, everything. Every Chabad house was not to take another picture, was to build another brick in that bridge to Mashiach. If that bridge is only built halfway and Lubavitch becomes satisfied with that, there used to be a sign that said, a number of all the Chabad houses, Lubavitch today, the Rebbe's gift to the world. If that's all that comes from the Chabad houses, then now we have a gift to the world, and we totally forget to finish the bridge, the Rebbe is not only not satisfied, to the Rebbe we missed the entire point. We missed the entire vision. The entire mission is completely, completely worthless. Because we need Moshiach. And that's why it's so important to each and every one of us. When it comes this day, the Koyach, it's a day of Koyach of Nisim. It's not Stama day, it's Koyach of Nisim. That we should realize that we have the Koyach, the ability and the responsibility to push it, bring the Geula B'Poyol, and that's what we have to all decide and take upon ourselves, Achlotis Toivis, to try to come up with the Yonim, which are Oides, the Toyol, Bekelem, the Tikkun, in order to bring about the finishing of the bridge, the reunion of father and son, the Rebbe, with his Chsidim, the Eibishter, Medina, Betach Toinim, and Chitaka Bibim, Heirov Yame.